All right, guys, and welcome back to the Homeschool Project Podcast. I am Anita, one of your hosts, and I wanted to jump on quickly today to discuss some of our uh, curriculum slash resource picks for this school year, 2021-2022. We are in, it's the, let's see, it's the end of August, so we are in the thick of like going back to school season, whether you're going back to traditional school, homeschool, uh, virtual school, (laughs) unschooling, whatever it is, this is that time of year. Now I know there are people that school all year round, and I do like to consider ourselves that. However, I've realized that even during the summer season, when I say that learning continues year round, which it does, our lessons really do take a plunge during the summer season. And it's not intentional. We just are even more relaxed during summer season because we want to embrace the weather up here. I mean, when you live in an area where you do experience four seasons or harsh winters, you just want to take it all in. And so summer came and we were busy. I mean, every single day, I, I can't, Im- I can't even remember a day where we were bored. And it, if the kids did complain, I was busy trying to get catch up with life because we were just having so much fun doing other things. And like I said, I think being bored is completely healthy because it leads to creativity and for them to be independent. So that was fine too on those days. But so we're now moving back into our lesson time. Again, I try not to tell the kids that we're going back to homeschool because I truly do feel that learning should be, um, that they should look at learning as like a continuous flow, like with everyday life. So I'm trying to get that terminology of this is our lessons time as opposed to back to school time. However, if you saw our Instagram account in my stories, I had showed that no matter how hard I tried to be like more, a little more free and flexible, our oldest, our daughter is very much so a type A personality and she does not want to let go of a lot of that structure. So the night before we started our lessons, our back to our formal lessons for the year, She was up and she was decorating the kitchen to make it really special. So when everybody woke up the next morning for breakfast, this table was completely decorated. She had printed off activity worksheets for back to homeschool year. It was the cutest thing. So even if I try are apparently some of our kids love that and I will allow that, right? That's what we're here for, to feed into their interests. And she's one of those. So before I get into part one of our curriculum choices, I'm going to divide this. So you're just not, it's just not too much at once. I want to remind you, if you are not aware that we have been running our home education series It started back in July, I believe was the first episode and it continues. We're still in it. We're in the middle of it. It will not end until I believe the end of October. So this turned in to a summer slash fall series because I, there was just so many topics that I wanted to make sure that we hit for anybody who was absolutely new to home education, that they could see all the different things that make up home education. So not just hearing on people 
that um, with their different philosophies on education, but then also like um, teaching in the early years or teaching in the high school years. And what if my kid wants to go to college? Cause we all experience that fear at first, at first it'll change. Um, but all that. So we have been doing this series and it's been great. We've had amazing guests. So please, if you haven't checked it out already, head over to our podcast. If you're watching a video and um, take a listen, because these are wonderful guests, very knowledgeable. And I've been so appreciative to everybody that has answered yes to our invite. So it has not ended. And um, I think even for those of us who are not new to homeschooling, it's just there's little golden nuggets of information in all of these episodes. So make sure to listen. All right. So let's jump in. And um, I'm going to today, let's see, I'm going to start with, so we do religion. We are a Christian family. And so the three books that we do, and we do, if you don't know, I would say that we're kind of a more Charlotte Mason method type family. I, I love how her philosophy on education. And so we, we follow most of that in our home. All right. So we are going to do one day a week of St. Patrick's summer, a children's adventure catechism. It's great. I mean, we're only in week one and this week we're, we're really like going loosely into this. And the next week will be a little bit slightly more structured. And the kids love that book already. All right. Then we have 57 stories of saints. And for us, we do saints twice a week because they love hearing about their, their lives and the stories. And they're just great role models for our kids. And then the picture Bible for kids. We do that once a week. And then on Fridays, we typically listen to a podcast. And, and even sometimes we may put down the books and then we'll watch like a fun video that touches on our faith. All right. So that's religion. That's important for us. Math, math this year, I wanted to do something different because I'm starting to look at math a little different. And I, Nathan and I want our kids to be able to have real life math skills so things that are truly going to help them in their future and if they want to run a business one day. And so this year we're going to do Khan Academy online two to three days a week. We tried it last year. They weren't ready for it. They just were not. We're going to try hard this year. And so far this week, they're doing great because uh, I get it. If your kid is not into online learning, it can be hard. Um, but I wanted to give it another shot because we've heard nothing but good things uh, we even interviewed um, Shannon from the new schools on one of our episodes at the very beginning of this series. And she said that their school, the kids use Khan Academy for math. And when they test, they test great. Like in their, not that that really matters, but to me, at least we know that they're, they're learning what they need to. And it's free guys. If you haven't checked out Khan Academy online, check it out. All right. So then we, the other thing we'll be doing is simply Charlotte Mason's uh, your business math series. Okay. There's like three different businesses you can choose from. And I, I can't think of the other two right now. I just recorded an episode with a guest. And so my brain is fried, <laughs> but we are doing the pet store and we're going to do that one to do one to two days a week. 
So if we're only doing the pet store business one day a week, then that's when we'll be doing Khan Academy three days. But if we do the pet business twice a week, we'll do Khan Academy twice a week. This so far, I am so pleased with this. Our kids are so excited about it. We are loving the first week into that. And that to me is what really matters for math skills, right? Learning how to run a business and it's fun. And then the fifth day we will do games for math. So we'll find games. We're going to research games that will help build their math skills and logic. And that will be probably on Wednesdays as a family. So we'll actually be doing math in the evening with Nathan on those days. Okay, so moving on to language arts. So language arts for us, when I think of language arts, I think of a few things that make that up. So I'm going to touch each factor that hits language arts in, in my mind. Literature. So reading good literature, although everything we read is good, honestly, I just make it a point that we're doing that. We will typically have one to three books maybe we're juggling at a time and where I pick out those books. Like, so we're going to start with finishing up the Aeneid for boys and girls. That was a suggested read off of um, a Charlotte Mason platform that we follow. It's called Matter Amoebless. You can look it up. They're kind of like, um, mm, not simply Charlotte Mason. I'm drawing a blank. I will put it in the show notes, but they're this other Charlotte Mason website where you can just get all of these suggested book lists for the different subjects and it's all free. It's the same concept. So I got the suggested literature books from them. And so we're going to finish up the Anita for Boys and Girls. It's an ebook. So it, for us, it was free. We get it through our library membership online. And we didn't finish that last year. So this year, that was another thing I wanted to do. One of my goals was to try to bring in more fun this year, more flexibility, more of that interest-led learning along with budgeting. And it's not maybe necessarily because we have to, it's because I want to. Like, what is, why would I spend more money when we have stuff in our own home that we can be using? It's all still learning. So why go spend more money? It it doesn't make sense to me. So we're going to finish up that book. And then at the same time, we're going to, like I said, juggle between that and then the books that are suggested for our grammar program, which is uh, called the DART with the Brave Learner program. Oh, Brave Writer. I'm sorry. Brave Writer program. I'm telling you my brain is fried. And so whatever book is going with that program at the time, we will read aloud that book as a family in the mornings. And then when we're done with the dart books, we will probably move on to a mythology type book for literature. And I think I wrote down, yeah, I wrote down the age of fable. So that will be probably mid-year that we'll switch over to that. Okay. So then, so that's literature. So then for grammar, like I said, we are not done with our language arts program that we had from last year, which was the DART program with Brave Rider. So we're going to finish that up. And I, f- I think that's going to take us a couple months to do. And so for our next read, the next read is the year of the dog. And so you just print out the program and we stick it in a binder and work from there. And our kids loved it last year. It- it's a fun, fun way to learn language arts and half the time the kids don't even realize that they're learning because they're the activities are great guys. So I would recommend looking into that program as well. When we're done with DART, 
again, I was trying to budget and I realized that our daughter barely touched this book that I purchased last year called Language Lessons for a Living Education by Masterbooks. So we're going to do this book when we're done with the DART program for our language arts or, you know, for our grammar. And then I'll just get my son's level. He doesn't have anything. So once we get into this, I'll get his level for that in that same company. All right. Then handwriting. Handwriting for us uh, or is made up of mostly copy work, but I do like our kids to follow a handwriting book until I feel like their handwriting is just looking so beautiful. So our, our second grader now, he still needs work with his handwriting. So I got him a book that will help him practice that. He graduated from Handwriting Without Tears. So I got him another book. Um, it's also through Handwriting. Actually, it is Handwriting Without Tears. I think it's like their highest level book. And it's and it's a mix of handwriting and writing, like learning how to write. But they do provide, like he's going to copy work, but then they provide those handwriting lines for him, which will help him like really focus on that. And then my daughter has a cursive book. So that's like, her book that she will like really work on those skills. They're only going to do that, those books once a week. And then the other days they're going to do copy work. And then our oldest daughter, one of those days of, of doing copy work, I'm going to have her begin one day a week with dictation, which is essentially, and I'm going to make sure I look into this one more time before we start next week. But from what I remember, it's pretty much I am, instead of her like visually seeing like a sentence for copy work, a sentence or two, I'm going to speak the sentence to her. And at the same time, I'm going to try to do gestures of like for periods and commas and whatnot. But instead of her seeing the sentence, now she has to listen to it and write it down. So we will begin that process this year. She's in fifth grade. And like I said, it'll probably just be one day a week at the beginning, and then we'll go from there. All right. Another part of language arts for us are narrations. Narrations, if you're not familiar, it's it's very Charlotte Mason, but it's pretty much just the child telling you back what they heard. That's it. We have been doing narrations with my daughter since third grade, um, and then oral, oral narrations. And then my son is going to begin narrating this year, second grade. So they're both going to give oral narrations after certain subjects that we read. I don't do it with everything because I don't want to ruin everything. It doesn't ruin, but some of them, I just want them to just relax and enjoy and not have to even think about that. So I don't do it with every subject. No, but some of the subjects we do. And then for our oldest, the fifth grader, we will probably one day a week, Instead of her doing an oral narration, I'll have her begin doing a written narration, which might actually tie into our science program, but that's going to be in part two. Okay. And then we're also going to do Friday free rights before we go to co-op. We did Friday free rights last year, and it was great because it was just a way for the kids to start to fall in love with writing. There's no strings attached. Um, we just pick a prompt, a writing prompt, any prompt that they want to pick. If they don't come up with something, I'll come up with something fun. It can be silly. And then they just write about it. And brave writers suggested that you put like a five minute, a couple minute timer for anywhere from like three to five minutes, and then just tell them to write their little hearts out. And then you can take that piece. And then maybe a couple days later, use that for your grammar 
to make corrections on like spelling and punctuation and all that, which is then another way to tie that in. So we're going to continue with that. Like I said, before we go to co-op, cause we're going to have full day co-ops on most of our Fridays. So in the morning we'll do quick math and then that. All right. Two more things for language arts, poetry. We love poetry tea time. It's not a must, right? But we just, we love it. Like our kids love it. Our kids will do poetry tea time where we're recording podcast episodes. Like that's how much they love it. And it's because of the the tea time part, people. If you're, if you want to introduce poetry into your family's lives, I highly recommend doing it in the fashion of setting up a tea time with it. So this year, I mean, our, we're not against our kids. If they find poetry books at the library and they want to bring that to the table, I'm open for that. That is completely fine. Uh, like where the sidewalk ends, love that book for kids. Uh, but this year we're going to at least start with this book called Tales from Shakespeare by Charles and Mary Lamb. And this is basically an introduction to the study of Shakespeare, but in a much more entertaining way. And it's all of Shakespeare's best loved plays, comic and tragic both. And they're retold in a clear and robust style and also begun this book already this week. And once again, it was a hit. This is what I'm talking about. Learning is fun. Let's make it fun. Find the right reading materials. We are such a heavy literature-based homeschool here because we truly believe that there's so much power in books. There really is. So that is for poetry. And that's once a week unless they want to do more, right? We're open. And then reading would be the last part, just reading. Like our kids, our oldest does independent reading. My dog is about to bark. I excuse him if you hear him. So our oldest will do independent reading by herself. And then the second grader, we're still at that where he's going to read to me to practice his reading skills. He's doing great, but we're, I'm not ready for him to go off on his own. I, I want to make sure we work on those skills. However, he loves reading so much. He does do independent reading. I will walk by his room frequent, frequently. Ooh, I can't talk today. And I hear him reading to himself out loud, his books. I love it. So that's what we do for reading. And they get to pick what they want from the library. All right, Spanish. We... I'm Puerto Rican, so it's very important that my kids learn Spanish. And so we're going to be doing, continuing to use flip-flop Spanish for our program. We did it last year. It was a hit. I have struggled finding Spanish programs. And this one has stuck with our kids. And what's really exciting this year are two things. So this year, we're going to definitely focus on doing Spanish during the time of day that Nathan's home because he wants to learn with us. And then second is that my mother, who, I mean, lives all the way in Florida, she wants to be a part of it. Uh, most of her grandkids now homeschool, and she wants to help teach them Spanish. And even though she, I mean, this is her first language, it's different when you need to teach it to kids where it's their second language. And so she wanted to have like some sort of program to at least follow to help teach all of her grandkids Spanish. And I think eventually she's actually going to teach Spanish for my sister's co-op that she started over there in Florida. So we're like the guinea pigs, but we're going to meet with her on Zoom once a week to get the lesson. And then two other days of the week, we'll just do as a family. So we're going to do Spanish three days a week, but the lessons are typically only 15 minutes. That's the winner right there. Do not spend more than that especially in the elementary years. All right. Music study. We follow the suggested list of composers on Matter Amoebless website. Again, I will put that in the show notes. It's just easy. They do the legwork for me. I don't want to have to 
figure out what composer should we study next? I just, you can, but I don't want to do that. So they will put the suggested composers. And then from there, sometimes they have um, links for you to click. If they don't, I just will Google the composer and you can almost find any kind of like children's website with the composer to get, and we'll just read like five, 10 minutes about that composer. And then this year, after we read about them real quick. We will then listen to that composer's music during our poetry tea time. So see, this is how you blend subjects, listening to that music during poetry tea time as we read poems. You're knocking two birds with one stone, right? All right. I did want to give you this one recommendation I've had and I've used in the past. Again, this came from Matter Me Bliss website. They recommended for certain composers, you can see if this company has made a CD on that certain composer. So this, they're called, I think it's made by Vox Music Masters, an introduction to the classics. And then it'll be like the story of, or the stories of, because sometimes they have multiple composers on one CD. And so the one I have in my hand is the story of Mozart. And it's basically the story of his life in words and music. And it's one hour of music with narration all about Mozart. So I will take that and I will only play like 15 minutes uh, for that, that day's lesson or, or less, depending on their attention span. But I'm not going to play the entire one hour of CD in one sitting. No, no, no. This is to like use over the course of several weeks. And our kids love this. I get really interested in it too. So you can see if that company makes the certain composer that you're looking for. Okay, so that's music study. And then finally for today's curriculum chat would be picture study. Picture study, again, we keep it simple here in this home. And so we go to Matter Amiblis' website once again, because they already have a list of artists and painters that you can see. And then they almost always, I've I can't remember a time where they didn't have links for those painters that you can go to and they have the website that they link to that artist will give you like a biography on them. And then they will give, they have a lot of the paintings or works from that artist. And so we use that as our visual for picture study. So picture study, if you're not familiar, at least for us, again, this is the most simplest way to do it. And that's the way we like it. You introduce a painter or an artist, right? And you can focus on that art artist for a couple of weeks. Let's say we have Van Gogh, right? And so we're going to study Van Gogh one day a week in our house. And basically I'll just, when it's that day, I will pull up some information on Van Gogh to read to them about his life, about him, his work. And it does, it's, again, it's probably like five minutes. And if it's not me reading something, then we're watching a video on his life. If I can find something on YouTube or something at the library. And then after we have like heard or, or seen a video on that artist, we would then like pull up this website on Van Gogh that has all these different artworks from him. And my kids will go through them and I let them pick a painting that they want to look at for that day. So they, then they have that, that freedom to pick what they want to. And they love that having the choice. I'm not making them pick a painting. And so they'll pick one and then they'll study it or look at it for several minutes. And they're looking at like the foreground and the background and the colors used and what's going on in the scene and how's it making them feel all those things they're keeping in the back of their mind 
And then after a couple of minutes, they'll tell me that they're ready and I will flip that screen around. So I'm looking at the screen now and they're not. And then I'll have them, you know, tell me, paint me the picture. What did you see? And that's how we do picture study. And they love it again. It sounds like a lot, but it's because it's been working. Like our kids love it. Nobody is like pulling their hair out over the things that, that we're like introducing into our, our homeschool. So if it, if it was dreaded or if it wasn't working, we're not going to do it. These are things that I'm, I'm seeing that my kids actually enjoy. And I think it's important to have a very rich education in all different areas. Cause you don't know what your kids are going to be interested in. Maybe they never knew that they were into art like that. And now they do because they get, they get a taste of it one day a week. And then as they get older, They'll dive into it more if that's their interest. All right. So that's all I have for you today, people. That's just part one. As you see why it's a lot. And then I'm going to do part two next week. And maybe like um, a third episode will be on what our schedule and organization looks like specifically. I'm, I'm just hoping that this helps other people. That's all. I know that sometimes I like to watch the videos or hear the episodes, things I never would have thought of to do or to use. All right. And so do not forget, uh, let's see, today's date. I believe that Waldock Way is still having her 30% off everything in store right now. No code necessary. I will post the affiliate link in the show notes and uh, while learning continues to do her 15% off sale right now, back to school sale. It's, it's through like one of the first couple of days in September. I'm going to put all that information and the code because you do need a code for her in the show notes as well. I hope you guys are doing great. Please email me if you have any questions, if you need any help, any guidance. I'm here. I love this stuff. So please, please email us if so, or message us on Instagram because that's the other one I'm on a lot. All right. Take care, guys. Bye.